Hello, this is Joshua Bell with Kilt in the Cloth. This was my sermon from December 26, 2021. I hope you enjoy, and God bless. My scripture this morning is, frankly, it's a little abnormal. Uh, I, when I was putting this all together, I, I decided that it'd be, for me, it'd be uh, a good time for us to talk about some of the ways the church began, and using specifically this letter to the Colossians. Paul writes, as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves now with compassion kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another, and if anyone has a complaint against another, (laughs) get ready, forgive each other, just as the Lord has forgiven you. So you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were all called in the one body, and to be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Teach and admonish one another in all wisdom, and with gratitude in your hearts sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs to God. And whatever you do, in word or in deed, Do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving him thanks to God the Father through him. May God bless the reading of God's holy scripture. Amen. I like the way that Philip's translation begins this lesson. It says, as therefore God's picked representatives of the new humanity. What then follows are appropriate responses and actions reflective of this new humanity formed by God. Think about it. Now that Jesus has come, we are to be transformed in that moment. We are to be something new. These people are merciful. They're kind, they're humble, they're patient, they're tolerant, (laughs) and they're forgiven. Oh, and they are forgiving, as well as loving. In this moment, we have this idea. I mean, Benjamin Franklin even had a problem with this. He even takes this one particular passage and he creates the 13 rules to live his life by. I don't know if you knew that or not. And in that process, he finds out that it's almost impossible to live with all of these rules that he has set based off of these passages of Scripture. But this is supposed to add to the list of the new humanity. This list that's been given is more like a job description. Christ's teaching should grow within us as with the natural expression should be 
as a musician might say, with a glad and musical heart. As Paul says, to sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs with thanksgiving. It's also important to point out, there's a, there's a, a language thing here, you all knew that was coming. That in verse 13, there's a specific part where it's translated. And many early transcripts put it as in the Lord forgave. Where it says, putting up with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone should have a complaint against anyone, just as the Lord forgave you, thus also you do the same. But what we have found later on as we've continued to study Greek is, is that the phrase really should say that Christ forgave. And some witnesses have God forgave. And one even says that God in Christ forgave. Which is probably the better translation of them all. It conveys the same basic sense, but it's more important that you hear that part that says not only have you received forgiveness, but that you are also to forgive. In verse 16, there's another one where it says, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing you one another with wisdom and psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with thankfulness in your hearts to God. Instead of the word of Christ, which is usually put in most transcripts, a few of them have started to say the word of God. And one of my favorite ones is, and the word of of our Lord or Savior. Again, it's similar, but to have this idea of the divine word dwelling amongst the humans makes more sense when you even look at the Gospel of John, where the word walks amongst us. So let's look at this list. Five specific things. Compassion. Now, the part that's hard for us is that we live in a world that has uh, more apathy than empathy. Compassion is supposed to be one of those phrases where we are to have deep, heartfelt empathy for situations of others. One might see this very clearly if you were to help uh, in certain circumstances where somebody is in need and you, you feel that tug, right? You, you hear them say, can you please help me? dot, 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 and you feel a sense of, well, maybe I should. But in our culture, we're more, we're less trusting anymore. People have taken advantage of us. But it's not just us that have been taken advantage of, you see. Paul recognizes that even in the first century, this is also happening to people. So for him to say to have deep, heartfelt empathy for situations of others is is not a new thing for the church to understand. But it is a new thing that Jesus expresses. Kindness would be the next one. Believe it or not, this is actually harder too. (laughs) Kindness means that you have an active consideration for other people's needs. Or once, I want you to think about that for a minute. Sometimes the church can be almost too kind 
which is a great problem, right? Sometimes people do the same thing for 40 billion years, and we think that they want to keep doing it. So what do we do? Well, you do such a good job. And they go, well, I really don't want to do it anymore. It just was this moment. But you do so well, right? Sometimes we can be too kind for each other. But at the same time, to notice people's gifts and to point them out, that's what this um, admonishing is that Paul is talking about. You do such a good job. Then there's humility. This is not saying, oh, I wish as in front of the people I could say the right thing so that they all know that I mean it deeply from my heart. No, no. Paul's understanding as well as Christ is that this is counting others better than oneself. This is the same language that Paul uses when he talks about weddings. You must be doulos to one another, slaves to one another, to be a servant fully with your entire being. To be a humble person means that you count others better than yourself. And you put them always before your own needs. Gentleness entails courtesy and respect. It's more than just as we say, and I've said before in our sermons as Okies, that we have a tendency to speak the truth out of love. But you can do that gently. You don't have to be so blunt about it sometimes. To be gentle means that you are putting their feelings above your own. Even if you're taking the opportunity to say, uh, maybe we could do this a different way. You see, in those moments, gentleness is in the language of Christ. Think about it. The only time that Jesus gets angry and yells and screams and hollers is, is when they've defiled the temple. All of his words are gentle in the changing of their actions and their deeds. And then, and then the one. Patience. The ability to not become frustrated or enraged and to make allowances for others. <laughs> oh, this gets fun as we get older, I have found. I find myself hearing my dad speaking and I look around in the house going, where is he? As he says things like, well, if you had just done it this way, it would have worked fine. Or if you just do it my way, it would be perfect. Why couldn't you have just asked before you did this? Or as my dad would say, what do you think you're doing? You see, Paul gives us this language in such a way that gives us a hope in the midst of it. This new humanity gives us Five easy things that we're supposed to do that seem to be the hardest things ever. Martin Luther himself, even in reference to this, talks about it. It's super easy to talk about the cup. But from the cup to the lip, everything changes. 
when we start talking about this giving grace of God through Jesus Christ, we can say all of the details. We can lift up the cup in such a way that says, look at how amazing this is. But when we drink from it, you are something new. You know, I think Martin Luther was a brilliant man. Some of his stuff was a little different than what we would think of today, but this idea from the cup to the lip is the hardest thing that ministry is. You are putting on the mantle of Jesus Christ. It's easy to say that we follow in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. It's hard to live it. It's hard to have these moments of compassion and kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience all week long, right? We're good at it on Sundays, and especially during Christmas. Thomas Hall talks about one of the families that he knew when he was working in churches would be that on the Sunday mornings, they were the most Christian people you have ever met. And as soon as they left the building and everything was going on Sunday afternoon, they were great. They would do stuff with the church. And then on Monday morning, the yelling would start. And the criticism would start. And the treatment of their children would start as if they were less than human beings. And as this family continued to attend church, Thomas talks about how he watches them grow in the things that they do in church until the time when the stuff that was really happening behind closed doors took over. Instantly, never came back to shadow the doors of the building. You see, you can't just act it. That phrase that Martin Luther talks about from the cup to the lip, it should be our challenge to recognize that it's every day that ends in why, not just Sundays, that we are to put on this mantle of Christ, to deal with human beings with compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and, for those of us that struggle with it like myself, with patience. This lesson is designed to give us encouragement to live fully the new humanity and to do it as if you were singing songs to God. You know my favorite part of Christmas, and I'm being serious, is the Christmas carols. You might think, oh, well, that's, yeah, because Josh, you sing and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. It's when everyone sings. You might not all know all the Christmas carols, but you know a, a bunch of them. And then all of a sudden, it's as if for one moment, everybody in the entire church sings with one mighty voice. And it is so loud that you can literally feel the bones in your body shaking. That reckless abandon that comes from those songs that are familiar to us, that familiarity with those Christmas carols, Paul says needs to be in the same way that we treat other human beings. 
with that type of reckless abandon. To recognize that while we might be forgiven, we are also to forgive others. In the same way that God does through the gift of His Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.